Full moon energy can be incredibly powerful to work with, but it can also be intense when we don't know what we're doing. In this video, you're going to learn all about moon energy in general. Then we're going to go into the specifics of this full moon in Aries on October 1st. And then in the third part of the video, I'm going to give you my top three tips on how to work with full moon energy, both in the days before and after the full moon. Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the heart alchemist here to help you open your heart, heal your past and live with purpose. Those beautiful images that you just saw in the intro to this video are from the Azores islands where I do my yearly retreats. Those group retreats, the enrollment for them is going to be opening up very soon in October, October 13th to be specific. So if you want to join me in paradise for the 2021 retreats, you'll see links to the page pop up here on screen or in the description box below where you can go on that retreat page and sign up for the email list. I will only be launching those retreats to that email list. So if you want to join me in 2021, make sure you're on that list. Okay. On to part one of the video, and that is full moon energy in general. Let's talk a little bit about full moon energy in general. So you get an understanding of what the moon does and how it works with you, your body and all of your systems. Moon energy is probably my favorite, favorite energy to work with. I don't, um, I don't really get too much into details into general astrology. I'm not too much of an astrology buff, but I do love moon energy and I work very, very closely with moon energy. So moon energy in general is the energy of your feminine side, your more of your inner world. So when, when we're talking about the sun in astrology, for instance, the sun represents your outer self, the outer world, everything out here, the moon represents everything in here. <laughs> okay. So feelings, emotions, our inner selves, our instincts, the part of ourselves that we don't really reveal to the world. Um, the moon energy is feminine in, in nature, specifically a mothering feminine energy. Okay. So it's the energy of nurturing. It's that mother archetype energy, as opposed to being a different type of feminine energy, like the warrior feminine. Okay. So moon energy is distinctly more feminine nurturing or feminine mother. All right. So in general, that's what the moon represents everything going on in here, how I perceive myself, how I see myself, my dreams, my longings, my deepest desires that sometimes I don't reveal to the world. All right. So generally that's what moon energy means. There's another specific characteristic of moon energy. That's really interesting. And that sometimes creates problems if we don't know how to work with moon energy. And that is moon energy really is a specialist at sort of not forcing you. I don't want to use the term forcing, but uh, encouraging you to view your shadow. Okay. So that's an aspect of moon energy. Moon energy is always trying to illuminate things in you that you may not recognize in yourself or that you may resist or even reject in yourself. That's what the shadow is. The shadow is just parts of yourself 
that you don't recognize, that you don't see, or that you don't want to acknowledge. And moon energy is that beautiful, beautiful energy, that inner beacon that comes in and says, hey, <laughs> you've got to look at this. I'm going to illuminate it, okay? So um, this is kind of a, a, a little bit of the general characteristics of what moon energy represents in astrology and spiritually. Of all of the planets out there uh, that affect us uh, here on Earth, the moon is certainly the one that affects us the most. And even though it's not considered a planet in astronomy, it is considered a planet in astrology, okay? So the moon as a planet or a satellite is probably the body of mass that has the most impact on us. And it's because it's the closest. The moon is just right there next to our neighbor with, with, um, with the earth. And the, the moon's gravitational pull has a significant impact on us. And we know that it has a significant impact on earth because it's the moon. All you have to do is you just look at the tides to see how powerful the pull, the gravitational pull of the moon is. It's the gravitational pull of the moon that influences the tides on the planet. And now take that into your body. Your body is composed of 60% water. <laughs> so the same effect that the moon has on tides, it also has on you. The gravitational pull of the moon is tremendous to work with. It affects your systems, both body, mind, and soul, and it affects it really intensely, especially in specific cycles of the moon that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Now, this intense pull that the moon has on tides and on us, this intense pull, it occurs, it has its peaks in two specific phases of the moon, and it's when the moon is in alignment with the sun, okay? When the moon is in alignment with the sun, the combined gravitational pull of the sun and the moon creates an enormous intensity, both in the tides, because it's these, these, this alignment of the sun and the moon, this alignment occurs in new moon phases and full moon phases, okay? So in a full moon and a new moon, the moon is aligned with the sun, and that combined gravitational pull of these two uh, planets, or star and a planet, the combined gravitational pull creates enormous intensity, all right? And you can see this even in the tides. During new moons and full moons, the ocean tides can be enormous, enormous, and it's because of that extra gravitational pull of having the sun and the moon aligned with each other, all right? And this occurs in new moon and full moon phases, all right? So when there's this alignment, the pull of the moon increases, and you can actually have physical symptoms, pronounced physical symptoms during these new moon and full moon phases. Things like water retention, swelling, problems sleeping, your sleep cycle can change, you can have vivid dreams, um, all of these things. You can have mood swings, your emotions can swing. Again, emotions are a watery energy, and so the moon governs them also. So all of these things, these symptoms can happen precisely during new moon and full moon phases of the moon, which is when it's in alignment with the sun and that makes the pull even bigger. It affects you even more. So now that we've talked a little bit about moon energy in general, let's get into the specifics of full moon energy, all right? Because it's very different from a new moon energy. New moon energy is all about new beginnings, starting things. Full moon energy has different characteristics. It's about completion, 
all right? So it's about ending things, knowing how to release things, a lot about release. Release is a prominent feature of a full moon. So um, uh, releasing things, maturity of energy. So in a full moon, the energy is its most mature, meaning that everything that you did in the full moon or that you started projects or things that you started before, they start, they grow, 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 and they mature at the full moon, all right? The full moon is also about harvesting. So harvesting is a huge feature of the full moon. And in fact, old farming practices that a lot of farmers still use today is the habit of planting seeds in new moon cycles and then harvesting them in full moons. Okay. So a uh, full moon has this, this energy of harvest of reaping what you sow. Okay. So these are some of the characteristics of, um, of full moon energy, maturation, release, completion, harvesting. When it comes to the uh, harvesting feature of the full moon, it operates in six month cycles. Okay. That, that is important for us to know too. So basically the way that the, these moons operate is they operate in six month cycles. So we always have a moon on specific, uh, zodiac signs. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a new moon in Sagittarius. All right. You have a new moon in Sagittarius. Six months later, you're going to have a full moon in Sagittarius in the same sign. Okay. So these two moon cycles operate in six month in a six month cycle. So a lot of times when we're working with full moon energy, it's cool to just sit down and think about what it is we were doing six months before during the new moon, uh, during the new moon in that same Zodiac sign. And this will give you an understanding of the things that you are harvesting that you planted six months ago. Okay. So get in the habit of understanding this six month cycle between new moons and full moons within specific Zodiac signs. And it occurs with any other Zodiac sign. So when you have a new moon in Gemini, six months later, you're going to have the full moon in Gemini. And this same sign. All right. So this is another feature of this harvesting of the moon having to do with the six month cycle between new moons in a Zodiac sign and full moon in that same Zodiac sign. Aside from the harvesting feature, another, another huge feature of a full moon is the release part. All right. So I want to go deeper into that here. The release part of the full moon is extremely, extremely powerful. And what's happening on a full moon is that again, remember on full moons, the moon is aligned with the sun and it creates extra gravitational pull. All right. And so what this means is it creates a suction energy on your energy system. All right. The gravitational pull of the moon creates a suction energy on your energy system. Meaning that during full moons, it's much easier for you to release things than it is in non, uh, non full moons. Okay. So you can release things any other time of the year. You don't have to wait for a full moon, but when the moon is full, that's your opportunity to take advantage of that extra suction energy on your energy system to release. Now, the other side, the flip side of this coin is that during full moon energies, because that suction energy, that gravitational pull is bigger than usual, is more powerful than usual. If you resist releasing, ding, ding, <laughs> let me leave this, this, this pro tip here. Let me leave this side note here 
that if you resist releasing during full moons, it could be extremely painful because precisely because that gravitational pull of the moon is so powerful that if you have anything in your life or in your energy system that needs to be released, but you're resisting it, you're going to set up a kind of a resistance. You're going to set up a game, a power game with the moon, and it's just going to make your energy system so tired. It's going to be just so draining because you're not taking advantage of the full moon energy. All right. So there's two sides of this coin. One side is that when I do work with the full moon energy, I can release things really fast because the suction energy is very big. The flip side of that is if I'm attached to something that needs to go in my life and I don't want to let it go, the full moon energy can really create havoc inside of me. Now to part two of the video, the full moon in Aries on October 1st. Okay. So, I've talked a lot about specific moon energy and then full moons and new moons. So I've talked in general about all of this energy and now let's get more pinpointed. Let's talk about the full moon occurring on October 1st. And the, one of the million dollar questions that comes when, when I'm doing this part of the video is, okay, you know, if we know that full moon energy occurs, there's a full moon every month, basically, why should I care about this one? <laughs> why is this one important? Why is this one different? All right. And there are a couple of things going on. So this is the full moon in the sign of Aries. All right. So Aries, if you don't know much about Aries, Aries is a fire sign. It's the sign of the initiator, the leader, the sometimes the assertive, sometimes impulsive. Aries can be impulsive. So Aries is an extremely powerful fire sign that they're known for, uh, they can be a bit impulsive, but the energy of Aries is also that energy of Aries energy literally throws itself headfirst into something new without any fear. <laughs> okay. That's, that's Aries. Aries will go into unchartered territory without a problem. All right. So this powerful fire sign, this powerful fire energy of assertiveness, of leadership, of just going boldly into new energy, this energy of Aries is, is kind of tacking on to this full moon, making it more powerful. But there's also a different reason why it's not just because of the sign. It's not just because we're having a full moon in Aries, but also we're having a full moon in Aries right now. <laughs> okay. And this is key because right now what's happening, we're in the last, if you're watching this video, when I, exactly when I release it, we're in the last quarter of 2020, 2020 has been probably one of the most intense years for all of us of our entire lives. It's been crazy on so many levels. It's been earth shattering on so many levels. It's been challenging on so many levels. Uh, literally our worlds and our realities have been turned upside down. Okay. And I've talked a lot about this energy in past videos, but 2020 has been extremely intense. It's been the new dawn of, of a new era of consciousness on the planet. It's really the, the dawn of the age of Aquarius. Aquarius already started but 2020 is really pushing us into Aquarius. Okay. And out of the era of Pisces. All right. And so the fact that this full moon is occurring in Aries, which is the one that goes, the one that goes boldly into new territory precisely right now in the last quarter, this is all coming together to make this amazing soup. Okay. This last quarter of 2020 is 
really, really about release, 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 which is a feature of the full moon. So that's why if you pay attention to this video and you follow the guidance of the moon and you follow the energy of the moon, you can clean up so much stuff. It's incredible. And that's why I'm shooting this video. Okay. So that's the importance of this full moon. Yeah, we have a full moon every month. Okay. But this full moon at this specific, uh, time point. All right. At this specific choice point in all of our timelines, this is important and it can help us release everything that we have to release from the first part of 2020 and from throughout 2020 until we got to this last quarter of 2020. All right. So just look back on 2020 and think about the things, how much your life changed, the things that came to the surface, uh, how your worldview changed. Maybe you had, maybe this was actually the start of your spiritual awakening. I've had so many people reach me and my YouTube channel just in 2020, because when everybody went into quarantines, they started to have spiritual awakenings. And so they found my YouTube channel by the thousands and thousands. I've been, uh, receiving new audience members to our channel. And it's precisely because people started to awaken during the chaos of 2020. All right. So look back on 2020 during this full moon, look back on 2020 and look at the things, the energy, the issues, the challenges, all of the stuff that you need to release because the release feature of a full moon is very prominent in this full moon in Aries. And when you learn how to work with this energy, you're going to be able to release sometimes lifetimes of stuff, stuff that took you lifetimes to kind of accumulate. You can now release in just one full moon. On to part three of the video, how to work with this full moon energy. <laughs> so I'm going to share three top tips with you, keeping in mind that of, of general full moon energy, I talked about the general characteristics of a full moon, probably the one that's most predominant in this full moon in Aries on October 1st is the feature of release. Okay. So these three tips that I'm going to give you are based a lot on the feature of release and how that is really predominant in this full moon in Aries. Okay. So the first tip, and I put it as first because it's one of the most important is the surrendering surrender to release. Oh my God. Let's add some ding dings here. Let's add some ding dings here to make this even more important for you to remember and retain. I talked a little while ago about the suction energy that full moons have because they're aligned with the sun and it creates that extra gravitational pull. And I talked a little bit about how resistance to releasing can be really painful on you. Okay. So the first tip is surrender, surrender, surrender to release. And I know that this can be scary. Sometimes I had to learn this also myself. It can be so scary to just open your grip on life and say, I release anything that my soul deems to release. Okay. So this type of surrendering, surrendering to the wisdom of your soul and the wisdom that that soul has in knowing what needs to go. This could be really frightening sometimes, especially when we're still a little stuck in ego control because the ego thinks it knows what you need. <laughs> and so the ego is constantly grasping, constantly grasping for things. Oh no, I'm not going to let go of this. I'm not going to let go of this job. I'm not going to let go of this partner. I'm not going to let go of the no, 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 because it's too scary. <laughs> 
the ego has a lot of fears around the idea of release, okay? Um, because it perceives it as loss or, or, uh, or not being good enough or being alone, okay? So the ego has a lot of stories around the idea of release. And so this is where your, your adult self, okay, your big boy and big girl shoes <laughs> come in because what you need to do is mature into that energy of that wise spiritual being, bypass the ego, transcend the ego, and come into that energy place of the eternal soul that you are. The eternal self that you are is not afraid of releasing what needs to go, even if it's something that my ego desperately wants to keep, okay? So the surrendering feature is very important. You can work with surrendering in various ways. I love to use mantras and just breathing exercises. I breathe a lot, a lot of deep breathing. And I work with mantras, you know? I surrender to the wisdom of my soul. I surrender to my soul's desires. I release what my soul wants to release. I release anything that the universe deems unnecessary in my life right now. <laughs> you see? I release what no longer resonates with me. I love that mantra. You see? You can come up with different mantras and different affirmations, but work with your breath especially the exhale, because the exhale represents release, okay? Work with your breath, and when you exhale, either say out loud or in your mind one of those mantras, I release what no longer resonates in my life. I release, I release, I release, okay? This, this first tip is crucial because again, don't start to play a power game with the moon suction energy because it's going to be so painful for you and you're only going to be dragging along things that eventually the universe is gonna force you to release anyway. So my question then to you is, if you have something to release and you can release it now, why not now instead of just dragging it along, making your life so much more dramatic because then you're going to have to release it later anyways. <laughs> your ego is not going to win. <laughs> All right. So this is where the surrender comes in, working with your breath, surrendering to your soul and the universe's wisdom, surrendering to your higher understanding. I surrender and I release whatever no longer resonates with me. Okay, so that's tip number one. Now, if there are things in your life that you're having difficulty releasing, okay, whether it be trauma, relationships, really heavy things that you may feel like you have difficulties releasing or healing, I did a video on how to let go of the past. Uh, I'm gonna leave links to that video in the description box below. If you wanna go deeper into how to do this healing and releasing work for the full moon, you can watch that video after this one. Tip number two is ritual and ceremony. <laughs> I love this tip so much. I use ritual and ceremony a lot, especially around full moon times, okay? Ritual and ceremony, it doesn't have to be anything super woo-woo. Sometimes when I say ritual or ceremony, people start to go down the rabbit hole of like, you know, I don't know, just people get a little ridiculous and they think I'm gonna have to be jumping around or dancing around with animal skins on me around a fire, <laughs> okay? It doesn't have to be, you can do that if you want to. I love to, I love to do outdoor fire ceremonies, but you don't have to go that woo-woo <laughs> if you don't want to. 
what ritual and ceremony, what it really represents is ritual and ceremony, they concentrate energy because when I'm doing a ceremony or a ritual, I'm putting the fullness of my intention and my awareness into what I'm doing. And whenever I put awareness into something, energy follows. Okay. That's one of the cardinal rules of energy alchemy, wherever awareness goes, energy follows. Okay. And so that's what ritual and ceremony really do on an energy level. They concentrate energy. In other words, by concentrating energy, energy, it amplifies the power of the ceremony and the power of whatever you're doing. Okay. So that's what ritual and ceremony do. I love to use ceremony and ritual during full moons. Um, it could be something elaborate. Like I just said, you know, you could be dancing around a, a bonfire outside. Um, what it could be, it could be that to that extreme, or it could simply be you sitting in your house, lighting up some candles, burning a little bit of incense around you and just stating an intention for your ceremony, for your full moon ceremony. So saying something like, you know, may I release as you're, as you're, you know, burning some incense or Palo Santo, or just at the light with the light of the candles, you can just say, it's my intention to release whatever I need to release in this full moon. So it could be something as simple as that. Okay. The more elaborate you go with your ritual and ceremonies, and you can, you can even Google full moon rituals and ceremonies. There's a ton of them out there, but the more elaborate you get with your full moon ritual, all you're doing is you're concentrating more energy as opposed to just doing a two minute, let me light my candle and just say an affirmation. Okay. There's just a little bit of energy concentration there versus a full moon entire ceremony. There's more energy concentration and amplification there. All right. I love to do ceremony. Some of the things that I do in ceremony, uh, in general ceremony, but especially for full moon, because remember the moon is a feminine energy. It's the energy of release, looking at my shadows, illuminating things. So when I do a full moon ceremony, it usually involves feminine, uh, practices. So I drum a lot. I love to drum. I dance in the dark. I'm in the dark. Feminine is the energy of darkness. Okay. I'm in the dark. I light candles. I burn Palo Santo. I drum, I drum, I drum. I talk to my guides. I talk to the moon. So I do all, all those things. I have a bunch of crystals. Sometimes I like to charge my crystals outside under the moon, or I surround myself by my crystals. It varies depending on what I'm intuitively feeling, but here's a pro tip for you in your ceremony pro tip. <laughs> if you do your ceremony outside under the full moon, you amplify it even more. Okay. Because you're creating that direct, beautiful connection. You can even look at the moon. You can sit under the stars and under the moon. So go outside and do a full moon ceremony during the full moon that amplifies the energy even more. So you can take your candles outside. You can take your crystals outside, or you could just go outside with a meditation pillow and sit in your backyard and just look up at the moon or meditate at uh, right under the moon. Okay. So that that'll amplify the energy even more. But ritual and ceremony, I can't, I, I just, I can't overemphasize it. It's such an important aspect of working with full moon energy. And when you get used to it, you'll notice you'll be able to release things in one ceremony that you were like, Whoa, I, I can't believe I was struggling with this for months and months. And then I did this full moon ceremony and boom, this is resolved. <laughs> okay. That's how powerful this energy is. All right. So that's tip number two.
Now, if you want to go a little bit deeper on energy clearing and releasing deeper than what I just talked about in this, in this, in this ritual and ceremony tip, I shot a video on that. Also, I'm going to leave links in the description box below. So you can go into that simple energy clearing techniques that you can use during the full moon ceremony also, right? So you can watch that video after this one. Tip number three, and one that I had to learn through trial and error is body movement. <laughs> okay, so I have a really close relationship with the moon. I work with the moon a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I have a lot of physical symptoms during these, these uh, moon cycles, a lot of physical symptoms, specifically water retention. I retain a ton of water. I feel like a balloon <laughs> sometimes. Okay, and what I learned was I, I would just walk around the house feeling like crap, feeling like a balloon that was about to explode. And then I started noticing that if I moved my body, I started to feel better, all right? And so I incorporated those techniques into my full moon ceremony and ritual that I do, all right? And, and I actually do this most nights, all right? I do this at night, again, feminine energy. So what I do is, I'll put on some shamanic music or uh, some drumming and I'll start to dance in the dark. I'll usually just have maybe a candle. Uh, I'll light up a candle. I'll turn the lights off in my house and I'll just dance around my house in the darkness. All right. A lot of circular movements. All right. Circular movements represent more feminine energy, whereas more aggressive linear movements represent masculine energy. So I'll do a lot of free form, uh, circular movements. All right. And that those movements, gentle, gentle movements. So sometimes I'll even do gentle stretches. I'll do gentle dancing, gentle stretches. Those movements help circulate water in your system. Okay. Muscle contraction is actually the mechanism of your body that helps to circulate water. When your muscles contract, they push water and blood up your veins. All right. So I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm pulling on, on my, on my clinical past here, but the point is that muscle contractions cause your body to circulate without your muscles. You would not have appropriate circulation, blood circulation or fluid circulation. Okay. So when you add circular movements, you, the water in the body starts to circulate and it really de decreases any physical symptoms or any physical issues that you may have during full moon ener energies. All right. So that's another thing. Dance, move, stretch, just, just have fun. Uh, and if you do this, it's really going to help if you also have physical symptoms during full moon energy, like I do. All right, beautiful soul. Now over to you. Let me know in the comments below. Do you work usually with full moon energy? I want to hear all about it in the comments below. Click here to subscribe to my channel or head over to my website so you could sign up for that retreat list. If you want to join me for the 2021 retreats and don't forget these videos that I mentioned in this one, if you want to go deeper, click on those next. All right, beautiful soul. I love you. I'm out.